Welcome to Brody Sports Talk. My name is Derek Rusnick, and today, this is it. A great rock band once said, it's the final countdown, and we are here to count down players 10 through 1 of the Brody 50. I am joined by my magnificent co-host that I would never forget to intro. His name is Caleb. Caleb, how you doing? Um, it's too late to apologize. It's too late. There we go. Oh. So, uh, as I said before, we are talking about players number 10 through player number one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with Brody number 10. And that is Quentin Nelson, the guard for the Indianapolis Colts. Um this is uh, miss with a big smile on my face that we have a guard uh, in the top 10. That means something um, has something good is happening in the NFL. So normally if you see an offensive lineman in the the top 15, um, it is going to be a tackle, uh, a long time uh, great tackle. Um, but a guard does not normally get the love. Uh, Quentin Nelson is a road grader. Um, he uh, he is the reason why Jonathan Taylor has gotten so many yards, and can and the the probably the entire reason the offense runs in Indianapolis. Um, he is a great blocker, um, has more pancakes than an IHOP, and just makes the offense run. You you always have to know where he's going. Um, because if you look away, he's going to smack you in the face. So, um, Caleb, before I get too gushy over here and put all the syrup on those pancakes, do you have any thoughts on Quentin Nelson? Yes. I will say Quentin Nelson was robbed, not not this past year. He is a three-time All-Pro. He is a four-time Pro Bowler. He's only been in the league for four years, so. And he was hurt a little bit last year. So I'm going to give him for a little bit of forgiveness for not getting all pro last year. Derek, name the two players in 2018 that got voted ahead of Quentin Nelson for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I actually have no idea. I have slept since then. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't even know the winner of 2018's Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I, I mean, when was Lamar drafted? So this is two players that missed the Brody Fifty. Oh, okay. Well, I please let, let's get the let's get the, the chalkboard out. Professor Caleb, teach us something. That would be, although probably deserving at the time, running back Saquon Barkley. Okay. Fantastic rookie campaign. Yeah, of course. Really hurt since then. Second. Uh, the quarterback that Derek has a lot of love for, Baker Mayfield. Oh, well, yeah. The, now getting yeah. rushed out of Cleveland. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, so, yes, Quentin Nelson was robbed, but uh, Baker Mayfield uh, is a really good quarterback. Cleveland, you're being stupid. We're, uh, we're, we're you know, we're just going to cut it at that point. But uh, Quentin Nelson, um, he's going to be the the winner at the end of the uh, uh, at the end of a career he is going to be the best 
of that draft class, I think. I mean, I was going to say, if we're going to sit here and talk between those three of who do you think is most likely to make the Hall of Fame today? Oh, yeah. It's Quentin Nelson with no hesitation at all. Like, zero. And I think it's great. I think that it's really tough to sit here and explain how important blocking is to people. But what Quentin Nelson does, how he's able to take care of things at his level and at the next level, I want him to stay at guard forever and never, ever play tackle. He is probably the favorite guard that I have in the league since he joined. And that's saying a lot because I do like offensive linemen, maybe not as much as Derek, but also hit your bingo card if you have Derek likes offensive linemen mentioned in the episode. So that's already happened. Uh, Derek, is there anything you want to say about Q before we switch over to the next player? Good job. Keep it up, Q. We're all rooting for you. Brody number nine. That's right. I decided to go ahead and just start the transition as we are going to talk about Travis Kelsey, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's interesting to talk about him here. We did mention about Gronk a little bit in the last episode and how he's up there as far as modern era tight ends are concerned. I think that if anyone has a chance to get up in that conversation with him, because he's been healthier, it would be Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey from 2015 to 2021 really has played in almost every game, maybe missing a start here or there. But if you remember, Gronk had 92 career touchdowns and Kelsey only has 57. So Kelsey's going to have to pump those numbers up. Uh, I believe that the movie and the meme would say those are some rookie numbers. Uh, and so Kelsey's going to have to pump those numbers up in order to catch Gronk. But he is a great tight end in his own right. Over a 1,000 receiving yards each of the last six seasons. Goes out there, gets it done, and is probably going to be an even bigger focal point of the offense this year now that a certain fast cat is down and taking his talents to South Beach. So with Kelsey being here, I think that the opportunity is great for him. Will someone else rise to the occasion around him? Debatable. Uh, I don't have any true faith in Valdez Scantling or Hardman or Sky Moore or anyone to for sure be a better target threat than Travis Kelsey. Same for Juju. I forgot about Juju. I know I was missing the guy that I needed to mention there. Uh, Derek, how, what are your thoughts about Travis Kelsey as he basically goes into the season as the number one pass-catching weapon for the Chiefs this year? Yeah, so I want to know the Chiefs' average yards of touchdown uh, compared to the league. Because in my mind, uh, the Chiefs score farther out than most other teams and then the average NFL team. And so... Uh, we like a couple days ago. We talked about Gronk, um, the Patriots, and the Buccaneers. Um, they, especially the Patriots, they score at the five yard or less yard line. Um, so a, t- a big tight end is really good in those in those areas. Travis Kelsey is a really great pass catcher on third down. Gets it a 
uh, you know, gets the ball and goes 20 yards downfield, a lot of his touchdowns are probably not like at that goal line. Uh, I, I think that he has probably a, quite a few of them, a part of that, that 50 something that you talked about where it's 20 yards out, uh, something like that, where he's an actual pass catcher versus a tight end type. So, um, I think that if we, we, if we looked at that, you'd probably see the chiefs, um, score because they're such good, uh, such a good team at scoring that you would see that they, they score from farther out and having Tyreek having, um, other, uh, other great pass catchers out there has led to less of a need for the tight end position scoring that touchdown. That being said, Travis Kelsey, amazing talent. I think that he is going to be on our top 50 list for the next two, three, four years. Um, Cause I don't see him, him stepping away. I don't see him falling off any uh, unless someone else in our top 10 here uh, goes by the wayside because he wants to spend time with his kids. Anything else you want to add about Travis Kelsey? I mean, uh, just just want to have a random, uh, completely off the cuff debate okay. with you here. Who debate. do you think is the better dancer, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> I'm going with Kelsey. Uh, he he gets a, he's incorporated more memes into his dances, and uh, I like the the salt back when that was a thing, and I I just think Travis Kelsey. Also a very fun, expressive guy to be around. I, I agree with you. They're both very fun, happy players. Um, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey, but it's not by a lot when it comes to best uh, best dancer. Um, I think that, yeah, no, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey on this because he's he's our number nine guy. But uh, but. I just love how these guys play and you take off their helmet and they got a big smile on their face. No matter what's happening, uh, they're out there having a good time. This is the type of hard hitting discussion that you come to Brody sports talk for who is the better dancer, Kelsey versus Grunkowski. Anyone can give you you stats. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone can give you stats. Anyone can give, can tell you, you know, three yards and a, and a cloud of dust. We're talking about cha 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 and a cloud of dust. Who knows? But let's move on to Brody number eight. And we have sandwiched our tight end with another offensive lineman. And that is going to be Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, We have moved over one spot from the guard position to the tackle position. And this guy is the epitome of everything I always talk about when it comes to offensive linemen. He's big. He's got great hands, and he is the guy that you want to pay um, after you've paid for that uh, that quarterback. You, you've taken care of the quarterback position. Your next step is to take care of that tackle position. Um, he has – how long has uh, Trent Williams been in the league, Caleb? His first year like, was 2010. Yeah, it seems like forever, and for, for – and if – uh, NFL player normally they're talking about two and a half to three seasons. He has been around for and this is be his thirteenth season in the league and has uh, has always been the best player on the line that that he has been on and and 
he's just a dude. You know, when you when you have a football player and you know that you have to, you got a big play, you know you don't have to worry about that position. He is always going to come to play. So Trent Williams um, for the Niners. Um, I hope that the Niners figure out their quarterback situation um, and keep Jimmy G around for a while because I don't think their other quarterback is good enough, but that's just my own personal opinion. Um but uh, I, I think Trenton Williams is, is a is does not get enough love, but he is the diamond that is that offensive line. Derek, I just want to randomly ask you a question here. Yeah. Do you, do you think so? Trent Williams, he was with Washington, whatever insert nickname. I don't want to talk about them, so that's yeah, why no. I left them out of my conversation. <laughs> He was with them from 2010 to 2018. Yeah. And then, of course, he sat out the 2019 year because it was better for him to sit out than to play for them. Correct. Um, was he the best player on the Washington NFL team in the last decade? Oh, in the last like, decade? Yeah, probably. Because I can't remember when RG3 was there. I mean, he he would have been there in 2012, and but he like, cra- he like rose to success quickly and then crashed and burned quickly. Like it was, yeah. So I would say to 2012, Robert Griffin the third. I think so. This is me personally. I think that that the the quick flame out um, that is a lot of uh, of what happens. I think that that Robert Griffin the third was the the. Would have been a great, a great quarterback in the NFL if he would not have gotten hurt. He could not uh, he could not figure out how to play the game after he could no longer run even a little bit. And so I think his uh, his rookie year when he was there was the uh, he was the best player on the the field at that time, but. Uh, just about any other day of the week, I would say that Trent Williams is the best player on the whatever you want to call them uh, at that time. The the Washington yeah. team that plays out of D.C. Fair. I, th- I think so, too, and that's part of why I wanted to bring it up. I think people don't always understand the true value of offensive linemen, and so especially if I can bring it up, he, I would say he's better than Robert Griffin III. He was better than Mr. Franchise Tag himself, Captain Kirk Cousins. Uh, you like that? And he was uh, better than – I think he's better now than everyone on the 49ers, uh, which is saying a lot because Nick Bosa is there. Nick Bosa is also really good. But – I think I you mean, need to take to make that statement. I mean, he came in higher in the rankings. I don't think that I'm being completely outlandish. It is one of those things where Trent Williams, at least in the discussion for best player on the 40. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic player, underrated as an offensive lineman, even here at number eight. So let's go ahead, stay on that offensive side of the ball, stay in the NFC West as we move to Brody number seven. And that's right. We are taking the cup and filling it all the way up because we're talking about Cooper cup. Uh, Derek is shaking his head at my cheesiness. 
there's not a lot that I can say about how fantastic Cup was last year when he finally got a quarterback that wasn't a goof. Oh, wait, I meant Jared Goff. Um, so Derek shaking his head again. Uh, 145 catches, 1,947 receiving yards, 16 touchdowns, just getting fed all the time. He was the Offensive Player of the Year. He was third in the running for MVP. He was just nothing short of spectacular all season and then all postseason long as he put up six touchdowns for the Rams in the postseason. He has to be here in the Brody 50 for me because I think he is the most important player on the Rams offense. It may feel a little bit crazy, but Cooper Cup is a phenomenal wide receiver, and he is our highest-ranked wide receiver and the highest-ranked pass catcher that we have on the Brody 50. Slight spoilers to anyone who's trying to figure out our top six. But Cooper Cup, great Ram, great player. I'm excited to see what he brings to the field for a – I mean, not necessarily round two because I feel like that was his best year by far so far, but uh, round two with Matthew Stafford. How's that sound? Derek, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm going to go a little bit. I I cannot wait to see what he does when defenses are actually focused on him, like preparing for his routes, preparing for what he's doing, and because that could lead to a bunch of other folks – getting fed uh, some uh, other pass catchers out there. Because Sean McVay is a absolute wizard when it comes to offenses, and you never know what is, is going to happen out there. When you can turn a Division is he division 2 or Division 3 receiver uh, Division into, 2, he was at uh, Eastern Washington. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Directional Michigan schools. Um, Washington, so, not Michigan, but... Similar oh, I thought she was in Michigan. I apologize. I, I had it on my brain. Like I had flashbacks of uh, of directional Michigan schools. Uh, so yeah, I still division two, um, division two. I mean, he, well, it wasn't a, a star. He was a he was really great and and did. But you would think that he would be able to move up. You know, get a D one offer after standing out for a season or two um, there. Um, wasn't highly drafted, but he was made in this uh, in this McVay system, and um, you know. So we'll, we'll see what he does this year. I think he's going to be in our top twenty um, for a couple of years to come. I don't know if he's ever going to get this high, but um, yeah, I, I definitely think he's a top twenty in the Brody fifty uh, in the future. Well, let's keep it moving. Let's go to. Brody number six. And I want to talk about a fellow named Trent Jordan Watt. You might know him better as TJ. Uh, you know, I'm just so close with the Watts uh, after all of the great things that they did at the University of Wisconsin that we're friends. Uh, I wish that the Packers would have drafted TJ Watt. It makes me cry sometimes when I think about the fact that we could have had him and we didn't take him. But, uh, 
He's led the league in sacks the last two seasons with 15 in 2020. And then, of course, the huge 22 and a half he put up in 21. Defensive player of the year last year. So reigning defensive player of the year. Three times all pro at linebacker. Multiple time pro bowler. Just straight difficult to defend against. Uh, I would argue that he is currently and has the chance to be the best of all of them, but he is the best Watt brother at this time. And I think he could surpass JJ in having a better NFL career, which could be saying a lot. Uh, Derek, am I going too far? Am I going too far in saying too much about TJ Watt? Yeah, so you are missing the best-named Watt brother. And his name is Derek Watt. And Derek is the best name, and so he takes that trophy home. Uh, but uh, Justin James will always be the best Watt brother um, because of what he did on the team that he had around him. That being said, uh, TJ is a great player. Um, and... Once again, much like what I said about the uh, a couple days ago about Gronkowski, uh, their mother, whatever Mama Watt was doing, um, feeding them Subway sandwiches or or whatever it was, um, has clearly worked because you get a couple of of sons in the league, you're probably set for, you know, you're probably doing something right uh, up there. Um, so the main thing for me for for uh, TJ Watt and why he is so high on the list for me is because of the division he does it in. He's going up against the Browns, which are a better Browns than we've seen in the past. They have, they've had a good offensive line talent. Um, they still have good offensive line talent going up against the Ravens. Ravens are always a, a well-put-together team. They're, he's going up against the Bengals, though the Bengals have been that in the past. There's plenty of holes in that offensive line. We're not going to talk about anything good with the Bengals, but he is still a um, still having to do it do that in that division. And so this is not a a, uh, a division where you get a week off for inter, inter division games like you can if you're a uh, a fan of the NFC East. Um, so or a Packer fan, because you get uh, six weeks off a year. Uh, so that that was just for my my co-host Caleb, because he is such a Packer fan, and he knows that the NFC North is bad, and uh, you have seven bye weeks a year. That being said, T.J. Watt, good player, um, and I think he's going to rival his brother, but I'm not sure anyone is going to get to to J.J. Any, any final thoughts before we move on? Um, I just want to say, uh, TJ Watt, I'm glad he got the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, it's not easy to get those with some of the caliber of defensive player that is currently in the NFL. True. I don't want to give any specific names away. Spoilers. Okay. Okay. 
someone he, that he he should have stolen it from a couple of years back. Uh, but we'll talk about them later. So let's talk about a uh, a six round pick of Brody number five and uh, pick one ninety nine. Um, we have Tom Brady, um, the guy who likes to retire and then. Um, change his mind um, after spending 40-some days with his family. Um, he comes back to uh, to play some football. Uh, Tom Brady is the best uh, quarterback of all time. Um, I am uh, I have a I have a certain Peyton Manning in a different category, but Tom Brady is the best uh, quarterback of all time. He uses his system properly. I thought for many many years that he was a system quarterback and built behind Bill Belichick and that team. I was wrong. I apologized to Tom. We sat around in a Hertz car uh, recharging the other day, and uh, we had a heart-to-heart talk, and I apologized to him. Um, He is much better than I ever gave him credit for. And... um, Let's see what he does this year. I mean, I have I have waited and waited and waited for Father Time to come uh, say hello to Tom Brady, and he must be have that door locked or something because he is not falling off. And uh, I am I am still going to wait um, and plot his revenge of some sort. So, uh, Caleb, what do you think about Tom Brady? I think it's great to talk about Tom Brady. He has 1,124 career rushing yards <laughs> and 20, uh, wait, uh, 27 career rushing touchdowns and 200. How many? 27. 27 career rushing touchdowns. Yes, and 233 career first downs. My rushing. goodness. He's a little scooter. Yeah, so... It's fun to talk about Tom Brady because you can go look at almost anything statistically and find something interesting and cool about it. I think it would be interesting depending on how many more years Brady plays, but if he averages a little over 5,000 passing yards and goes for three more seasons, he has a chance of hitting 100,000 passing yards in his career, which is a completely outlandish and ridiculous number that no one else would even come close to. And of course, that's only if we're not counting his postseason where he already has 13,000 passing yards, which is better than, you know, a lot of players NFL careers. So NFL teams <laughs> in their history, there are teams out there that do not have 13,000 postseason yards. That's probably true. Uh, we're looking at you Texans. And he's fantastic. There's a reason why he is the GOAT. And I think that he's fully taken that mantle away from Joe Montana or anyone who would have been able to rightfully claim it prior to him. And will be seen that way for, I'm going to say decades moving forward. I don't think anyone's going to touch some of Brady's numbers in his career for a long time he just has such a chip on his shoulder and is able to get so much done. And 
has been able to do it at times when it really felt like he didn't have the talent around him. When some of your best receivers are people that transition from quarterback to play receiver for you, that's impressive. Um, a Team Tebow did not successfully convert to a tight end. It's not something that everyone's able to do. But when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, you can make a lot of things look a lot better. And so while I don't love being here and kind of bringing his praises in, I do think that Brady deserves so much overwhelming respect and so much credit for all the things that he is able to do in his career. Uh, anything else on Brady before, before I switch it up? No, I think we go to number four. Brody number four. Uh, I did not pre-plan this. This is not a slight at Brett Favre uh, because of having this Green Bay quarterback here in the fourth slot. Uh, but if it is, it's probably okay. It is Aaron Rodgers, that other quarterback that wears 12. Of course, he's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, uh, quite possibly the best franchise in the NFL. And what's there to say about the back-to-back -back MVP other than I'm pretty sure that he's going to not finish at the top of the Brody list for two years running because we've only done it for two years. And I think some of that is when you look ahead, you go, there's no Devontae. They don't have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Who are these people that Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball to? Oh, wait, Rodgers had issues with rookie receivers and learning if they if he can trust them in the past? His best receiver is Alan Lazard, an undrafted receiver out of Iowa State. Don't get me wrong, I like Alan Lazard. So, but uh, a lot of times undrafted receivers don't turn out that well. So... I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see how he does with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and some of the young guys. But if you're going to put a little bit of doubt because you don't know how well you can trust everything uh, in a world without Devontae, I think that's fair. And even if that is what nudged him down to the fourth spot, I'm okay with it. Uh, Derek, anything you want to say about uh, the person who uh, still owns the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers. This is true. So uh, Aaron Rodgers deserves to be number one in most uh, play, uh, most like top fifty players. Um, the reason why and I'm going to tell you, as a as a Packer owner, why uh, Aaron Rodgers does not get the love, does not get the respect that he deserves, because he makes things look too easy. He goes out there and just telepathically, telekinetically sends the ball and puts it into his receiver's hand. And the receiver, a lot of times, is just like baffled that they have the ball. Um, how did he do that? He just makes it look too easy. Um, he uses his force powers to like stop rushes or to step away just at the right moment. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that de defensive player didn't do his job. Well, no, no, that defensive player did his job. Aaron Rodgers is just that good. There's a reason why he's back-to-back -back MVP. 
not because they give those things out willy-nilly. There's There was plenty of reasons why people would not have voted for him uh, for MVP outside of football, and yet here we are. So he makes his job too easy, and thus people do not give him the respect that he deserves. Also, his team doesn't win Super Bowls in the last uh, 12 or 13 years, and so people think he's not as good as he is. I think people are wrong. I think Aaron Rodgers deserves to be uh, treated as the best player that he is. I didn't vote him as that because there's other players that I like better currently, but um, he definitely deserves not just a top four, but a, uh, but maybe even a higher up the, uh, up the list. Agree, disagree. What do you think, Caleb? I mean, I think that we have three deserving gentlemen above him looking forward to the 2022 season. So I will, I will leave it at that. Uh, could you debate? Yes, we could debate all the time. But uh, we ranked it with our friends, with our, you know, we. it's not just our list. We're not just completely being unbiased. But he came in at fourth. It, it feels right. It feels right. So uh, let's run around a little bit on the uh, in, in the backfield, and let's move on to Brody number three. And that's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Once again, this is the guy that puts an entire team, an entire city, an entire franchise on his back and will never use cash ever again because he hates coins, hates coin flips, hates anything related to silvery round objects. Um, so... But he, he, he is, uh, he came into the league a few years back out of Wyoming, and people thought this guy is not going to, uh, is not going to be good, good in the league. He's raw. He's, um, he's going to take a long time to, to develop. He went to the perfect place. He got there. He didn't do too well for the first two years. And then he flourished. They started putting guys around him. They used that time when he was developing to develop receivers, to get receivers there, to develop a defense, to develop a game plan. Um, and I can I cannot say enough good things about Josh Allen. My only misstep that I'm going to say is I would like to see what he does this year. His uh, offensive coordinator has moved on to be a head coach elsewhere. And so I need to know if this is uh, his development, if this is the head coach's development, or if this was the offensive coordinator who made Josh Allen who he is. I think that Josh Allen will have a little bit of a step back because he'll have a new offensive coordinator, and that happens with every quarterback who gets a new offensive coordinator, um, especially a guy who is that young. But that being said, I think he's still going to be, um, when we come to the end of the year, a, a, a top 10 NFL player. Caleb, over to you. So uh, remember how we were talking about the 2018 Offensive Rookie of the Year race? Uh, Josh I Allen do. received zero votes. Uh, yeah. Zero votes for Josh Allen. 
Uh, and a well-deserved zero votes, I have to say. I know you you said that they weren't uh, good. Uh, just to put that in perspective, a completion percentage below 53%, only 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, just not, not good. Um, I feel like that's probably the nicest way I can say any of that. But he's really flourished the last couple of years. Uh, he gets it done in the air he also gets it done with his mobility i feel like he's one of the people that if you were going to drop a quarterback in a room josh allen is somewhat what you're going to come out with because he does have the size 6'5 237 but he also has the wheels uh i know we just talked about uh tom brady's great career uh rushing numbers just a few moments ago Josh Allen has surpassed him in rushing yards with 2,300 rushing okay. yards. Okay. And, and he does have 31 rushing touchdowns as well. So slightly better rushing numbers in four years for Josh Allen than Tom Brady over the course of his career. But fun to watch, must-see TV, and a really good team. I think part of why Josh Allen is up here on this list is – People believe in the Buffalo Bills. They did only lose to the Chiefs because of the coin flip, it feels like. And we've had two years of evidence compared to one from the quarterback that just missed this list in uh, Burrow from last week. So I think seeing Josh Allen here is a, it's a right spot for him. Derek, I'm going to go ahead and let you take over. We'll switch sides of the ball. And uh, let's let's go with uh, the ultimate runner-up here. Uh, yeah, the ultimate runner-up uh, who would probably tackle everyone else on this list uh, except for Quentin Nelson because Quentin Nelson, of course, would block him. Um, Trent Williams would uh, would would attempt to, but I uh, I'm a big fan of Q. Uh, so who I had at number one because I believe that he's the best player in the NFL. That's going to be Aaron Darnold. Uh, the defensive tackle out of Los Angeles. He got himself a ring last year, and up until about a week or so ago, um, people thought he was going to retire. Just go ahead and say goodbye. Um, has his money, has his ring, um, but he came back, resigned, and um, got a got a nice paycheck. And I he is such a disruptor. Now uh, I talked earlier when we were talking about Cooper Cup about how uh, that Sean McVay is a genius when it comes to offenses. Aaron Donald, you don't have to be a genius to just put him out here and make him uh, destroy other uh, other teams, their offensive line, their quarterback, um, and probably makes their running backs have uh, have nightmares. He is so very big, but so very mobile and so very flexible uh, for what he does. He can go up against anybody and win. Um, you have to, to scheme for him. You have to get him outside the play. You kind of have to triple team him, which is hard because the defense is going to come elsewhere and... Uh, and do some mean things to you. Um, he, I, I do not have a comparison to what Aaron Donald can do. Uh, 
for a former player that's out there because he is so dominant that in the modern era, I didn't think I'd ever see someone like that. So um, I I can just wax poetically. Uh, Caleb, I, I need to apologize to you. Um, Why is that? I forgot to do the number. Oh, well, Brody number two. He deserves the number, so I've got to get it in there. I am so sorry. I, Aaron, Aaron, um, you are the best Aaron on the list, by the way. I, I want to apologize to you. Please don't come tackle me. Um, that is scary. Uh, so let me pass it over to Caleb. I can wax poetically on defensive players and the uh, the trench players, as I like to, to call them. And uh, so tell me about Aaron Donald. I, I, I have a, a tongue-tied tonight. Donald. So Aaron Donald is really a one-of-a-kind player, arguably, in my opinion, the greatest defensive tackle, if not the defense greatest defensive lineman that I can remember well. Um, looking back, and uh, so I'm looking at one of those Hall of Fame measurement things that Pro Football Reference has, and they have Aaron Donald already at fourth all-time ahead of longer careers like Joe Green, John Randall, and Warren Sapp behind him. And I, th- I think it fits. I mean, Aaron Donald has just been completely wrecked the league every time. He's got a ring now. He's been a seven-time All-Pro player after – and he's only been in the league eight years. He – has 98 career sacks. He's had double-digit sacks for multiple times, and he's a four-time defensive player of the year. Let's, or well, three-time defensive player of the year. He has a defensive rookie of the year as well, but he's gotten votes every year outside of his rookie year for defensive player of the year. He has been a pinnacle of greatness, time in and time out. And he makes the Rams' defense look so good around him. He got his raise this offseason. Well-deserved. I'm glad you're back. I want to see you play as long as you want to play because Aaron Donald is great. Um, I don't have any other good adjectives for him. He's just great. Derek, uh, anything else? Or should I go ahead and reveal uh, who is number one? I mean, I think we we all know who number one is. Um, I, I think we can move on from uh, the the best defensive player in the in the NFL. All right. So with all of that coming, we are moving to Brody number one, and that is Patrick Mahomes the second, the quarterback of a team pretty close to both of us and uh, not the state above us, but it's kind of a state that we border it uh, in Missouri, the Kansas city chiefs, man, uh, Patrick Mahomes, since he took the reins in his, what would have been his sophomore season has been electric to watch just dominating with the chiefs. He won MVP that first year. He's been great ever since. You could argue that there was a little bit of a dip last year. He had 13 interceptions to only 37 touchdowns. 
It's the highest interceptions he's had in a single season. You know what? He may put steak on his catch-ups, but that guy sure knows how to play catch-up on his steaks. I, I was I wondering why I was going to say something. <laughs> I was like, man, that came out wrong. That's how wrong it is. I can't even say it the right way the first time. So he may do that, but he is great at playing football. So I'm happy. I think that he's a fitting number one. I will say it was an incredibly close call for him to get past Aaron Donald. Could we argue that it's 1A, 1B? I think that that would be appropriate. We have the best offensive player and the best defensive player. But Patty Mahomes did end up at number one. I think people are expecting a little bit of a bounce back year from him. And it's going to be fun watching those AFC West games because Russ is in the division. Uh, pretty much everyone came to the division and Tyreek Hill left. So <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Okay, so I dislike having Patrick Mahomes in my division. But he is honestly the best offensive player in the league right now um, because of the things that he he does. It is surprising to me the angles that he can launch from, the the throws that he makes, he has talent around him. I completely agree that that he has the, you know a lot of talent. Um, in Kelsey, he had Tyreek, um, and he's got uh, number fifty Creed Humphreys that's snapping him the ball. Yeah, I remember number fifty Creed Humphreys uh, on our Brody fifty. Um, the thing is, so if you would put a regular quarterback out there, um, you would get a you you would get a a decent uh, a decent offense. That's probably the best way to put it. A decent offense out there, but Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, uh, does it at the next step. Does it the next one over and makes um makes this team a super bowl contender every single year um they are generally either the favorites for the super bowl or um you know the, the favorites for the afc west we'll see what that how that changes uh this year as uh the broncos have uh have let's ride uh, rw but uh there's not enough good things to say. He he goes out there, he plays, and for Caleb, he's a girl dad. So um, in his personal life, uh, seems to be a great dad and does his best. Certainly a good brother. Um, I don't I don't I think he should probably slap his brother up on his head once in a while for the TikTok dances. But we are going to see a bunch this year with Juju and Jackson on the field at the uh, at the same time. Man, make sure you follow Brody Sports Talk on Twitter. I'm just kidding. We're, we're <laughs> no, no, uh, we are not going to retweet those. Um, no, I mean, I think that you said it best. It was an average quarter or average team with Alex Smith there at quarterback, and with Patrick Mahomes there, they've really risen to an elite team. So it's just fitting. I, I'm glad to 
see him have his success and really take the league by storm. Obviously, he's got Andy Reid there, so I think that it's a great fit. I would argue that it's the best quarterback Andy Reid's ever had. Uh, I don't know if that's saying a ton, but it, sorry, any Donovan McNabb fans out there. I, I like Donovan McNabb, but uh, I agree with you. I mean, there's a reason he's at number one. He deserves it. He's at least – could you take – most of this top 10, let's be fair, and shuffle it and say, oh, this is the order, and go, yeah, I could see that. Yes, I think that's true. Uh, depending on how the season shuffles with health and injuries and how people perform with or without some of their players, anything could happen. That's why we're excited for it, and I'm ready for the 2022 season to get here as we've now counted down our top 50 players. I will say that... Donovan McNabb never made our Brody 50 or our Brody 100 when he was playing. So that's got to say something about Patrick Mahomes. Quite true. So with that really bad joke, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. We appreciate um, you listening to all of our episodes, uh, 50 through number one. If you missed any of them, go back in our catalog and listen to them all. We all, we have really good points about everyone who made our list and why they made our list. Um, so reach out uh, to us on Twitter at Brody talk, and you can find that link on all of our others that are link tree L I N K T R dot E E slash Brody talk. So on behalf of myself, I'm Derek Caleb's on the other side of the screen over there. Do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye, y'all.